The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler, you're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason... Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, at 50 pounds Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about contenders. The, how about hypnosis? Let's get thrown... Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know... Hello, and welcome to episode 189 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Hey, friend. Hello, friend. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Are you ready for the weekend? Am I? Oh, my God. You got mm. big, big mm. plans? Mm. No, I just don't want to be at work no more. Okay. <laughs> that makes two of us. We're joined by our Rawcast correspondent, Mr. Samuel Kalunga. What's going on, Sam? Howdy, howdy, everyone. Doing all right? Oh, yeah, everything's good. That's good. That's good. We're joined. <laughs> We're joined by our WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Mr. Magnum Prime. What's going on, Greg? What's up, folks? Uh, I'm just here. I'm trying to free the NPR raccoon. He's out there scaling buildings for the culture. I appreciate it. <laughs> and tonight, we're joined by a very special first-time guest, Miss Tatiana. How are you, Tatiana? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. Uh, the WrestleCast is being brought to you by the CSPN. You can find us on the web at www.cspn.us. You can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at The WrestleCast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Don DeLorente. You can follow Didi on Twitter at Didi Jonet. You can follow Greg on Twitter at Magnum Prime. And Sam, you change your Twitter account so often. Give me the... I didn't know. It's been months. Give me... You haven't kept up. It's S-C-L-N-G-A. There you go. S-C-L... NGA. Sounds like uh, the vowels you would pick for Will of Fortune. Well, they, I just took the vowels out. It's the last one. Okay. That's consonants. I mean, thank you. Sure. <laughs> All right. So, Miss Tatiana, since you're a first-time guest here on the WrestleCast, we'd like to hear your origin story. So, kind of, who got you into wrestling? Who were some of your favorites growing up? What you watched growing up? Things of that nature. Um, I'm into wrestling... I think by my mother, I'm not sure, but if I had to pinpoint, yeah, I picked it up from, I think it was from my mom. She watched it growing up, and when she had a kid, she was like, hey, this is my excuse to continue to watch wrestling. So um, we were a WWF household. Um, Shawn Michaels was my absolute favorite along with, like, the British Bulldog. I cried real tears the day he passed away. Um, I took a break when I went to college from wrestling, sort of like the end of high school, beginning of college. And then I picked it up again uh, three years ago. And I've been 
going strong for the most part for the last three years. Yeah, that's cool. Where'd you grow up? What part of the country? Up in Buffalo, New York, aka the armpit of America. <laughs> Did you get a chance to go to any live shows as a kid or as an adult? So here's what happened. My mom in third grade bought me tickets to go see Raw, and then I ruined it. I got in trouble at school for something. And she said, you're not going to go see Monday Night Raw. And I was like, well, that's not fair. I don't think it's the punishment, ma'am. And that was that. And then um, I went to my first live event actually last year. Um, SummerSlam weekend or SummerSlam Monday Night Raw I went to since now I live in Brooklyn as a music journalist just like Khadija James. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a Russell in your office? No, actually they just moved my office and um, it's a mess. I wanted a troll there. They lost my troll. So now it's just a mess. Let the people know where they can follow you on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Tatiana Janine. It's spelled T A T Y A N A J E N E N E. And it's not my fault that that's my name, it's my parents' fault. <laughs> well, we're glad that you could join us here tonight on the WrestleCast. So. Make yourself at home. Jump in when you have something to say, and we'll get the show kicked off. Sam, you got any news for me? I have no news. Zero. All right. Well, I'll throw a little couple of tidbits. Um, Sam Punk, he's 0 for 2 in his uh, MMA career. Dana White says it's probably the last time he'll fight in UFC. Yeah, he said that last time. Yeah, but I think he means it this time. <laughs> And like, no, but really. Yeah. And uh, ROH has secured Madison Square Garden for next year, sometime in the fall of 2019. So congrats to ROH trying to make it come up in the independent wrestling world. So if they do run it, though, they might want to run it like WrestleMania weekend. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. But it would be a show. That'll be happening in 2019 with lighting from 1919. So it really won't matter. <laughs> they got those old garage uh, headlights out there. Exactly. Uh, I think they could find a couple of coins from somewhere Sinclair could to boost up the lighting. If they oh, no, really had I mean, to. come on. They're, they're Republicans. They, they go cheap. I mean, they don't spend money on stuff. Definitely. <laughs> right. Right. Conservative for a reason, right? Yeah. They follow the Iran for a reason. Say that again. I used to actually work for Sinclair. I used to edit um, all of Ring of Honor commercials and all of like two and a half men commercials for Sinclair Broadcasting. That was my life for like two years. Wow. Reporting. Yeah. <laughs> small world. Small world. So we're going to get into it, Miss Didi Jone. I went to get the wine. <laughs> how, how did you do it? Would you, how did you accomplish this? <laughs> it was a real American Ninja Warrior out this piece. Like, focus, deep breathing. 
it's, special steps. <laughs> it's time for you to get your Dana Brooke on. It's, it's been All a right. while. It has been a while, and I appreciate the break. <laughs> so, right. it's time to play Who You Got for Money in the Bank. That comes to you this Sunday night at 7 p.m. You can use the hashtag MoneyCastHolds. Holds. <laughs> yeah, make sure you say that right. You know. Yes, yes. I, I have a different right. <laughs> hashtag. Right. <laughs> Now, last year we had the dual hashtag where people were using cash with an H instead of cast with a T. Mm. But mm-hmm. we're, we're going to try to make sure we go cast with the T this year. Okay. So, and that's a special start time, 7 p.m. Not So, 8. no pre show. Just... Pre show is starting earlier. Five. Six. What? Oh, oh. Wait, no, y'all are different than me. Yeah, six for y'all. Six. So, what is it? Five for you? Texas Central Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> I'll be there at seven. Yes. I, I might adopt the TV journey, uh, uh way of thinking there. I'm telling yeah. you, just changes lives. Uh, also, no join us for hashtag say no to pre shows as well. Sam, Greg, trying to get my notes ready. And uh, okay, yay. Mm-hmm. All right. So on the hashtag say no to pre shows. We're going to have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between the Bludgeon Brothers and the Good Brothers. So we're going to start with our guest, Tatiana. Who you got? I think pretty much open and closed case. The Bludgeon Brothers will retain. I think it is going to be the quickest match. <laughs> like... Greatest Royal Rumble. It's going to be very quick and they'll be saying. Okay. Magnum Prime, Bludgeon Brothers, or the Good Brothers? Who you got? I'm going to go with a chance retaining. Okay. Mr. Samuel Kalunga. Bludgeon Brothers, I mean, come on. All right. <laughs> Miss Didi Jeanne. Also, as well. Okay. I'll make it a clean sweep. The Bludgeon oh. Brothers retain. You usually like to try to go for the sneaky points. I'm shocked at you. Not this time. Not that much. (laughs) So now we move on to the main show. And we'll start off with Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. Magnum Prime. Who you got? I'm going to go with Bryan. Okay. Mr. Samuel Kalunga. Who you got? Daniel Bryan. All right. Miss Tatiana. Who you got? I'm going for Brian. Miss Didi Jone. Who you got? Same. All right. And I'm going to go for Big Cass. <laughs> I knew it was happening uh, some, sooner or later. Five, yep. All right. For the Raw Women's Championship, we have the champion, Nia uh-huh. Jax versus Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. I, I think Nettie turns on her and then Nia retains. All right. Because they're pushing this whole, like, she's my best friend. My okay, well, wait, 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 wait. They're pushing it a little too hard. She can retain without winning the match. So who's going to win the match? I'm just saying she's in her team. No, that's not the game. Hey. You can't <laughs> make it what you want it to be. Look here. Rhonda 
Ronda might win by DQ. Yeah. Okay, so you're picking Ronda. All right. Ugh, I, don't want I, know, to I know. I know. I know. I can tell that's what it was about. That's fine. Misty Dijonet, who you got? I've got Naya. All right. Miss Tatiana, who you got? Um, I have Naya as well. I believe this is the moment Maddie turns and she gets Ronda DQ. I, I don't think they'll let her lose in a straight match yet. All right. Magnum Prime, who you got? I'll go with Jax. All right. I'm going to go with Naya as well. I think this may be where Naya does the turn. Y'all think it's going to be Natty, but it's Naya the one who gets in cahoots with Stephanie to be the the payback for uh, WrestleMania. Because Stephanie ain't forgot. The North remembers. Exactly. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, we have the champion, the trash-talking, moonwalking, <laughs> Carmella uh-huh. versus Asuka. So, Tatiana, who you got? Uh, uh, I think something weird is going to happen with this match, though. And Carmella ends up retaining. I just have that gut feeling, which I want, but that's my gut feeling that Carmella retains because of something weird. I'm not sure. So Oscar wins by disqualification or shenanigans? Yes. All right. Mr. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? I've watched absolutely zero takedowns, so I'm just Oscar. Okay. Magnum Prime, who you got? Carmella. Oh, no. He said it with confidence. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the rose is all the, the blue. Put $5 oh. on that Carmella. Miss <laughs> Dijonet, who you got? Um, it could go either way, but I'm going to say Oscar wins the match. Not necessarily the title. Okay. And uh, I'm going to go with Carmella as well. Okay. All right. Now, for the match that I'll be interested to see the reaction for <laughs> Roman Reigns <laughs> versus Gender Mahal. <laughs> Magnum Prime, who you got? Oh. <laughs> Why the uh. style, man? <laughs> I know this is the barn burner you've been waiting for. Yeah, I know they're, they're going to burn it down. Matt yeah, Classic I, in the making. I know. I'll, I'll reluctantly go with Reigns. All right. Miss um, Didi Janae, who you got? Um, gender. Okay. Tatiana, who you got? Uh, uh, um, I'm going with Reigns on this one. All right, Mr. Kalunga, who do you have? Wait, what? I was looking at a, something that Didi tweeted. What? Saying, the dude with the weird face. The oh, yeah. Fuck? I want to know how it happened, but we'll get there later. Uh, yeah, the Roman. Come on. <laughs> yeah, oh, so I'm the only ally, Don. Who are you picking? Join me, Don. 
Nah, I gotta go oh. Roman. Roman's gonna get this one. The... <laughs> you know, uh, Ginger has uh, the great uh, Sunil Singh backing him up, so you never know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What do they want from the kid? It's like... Uh, I don't know. Next up, we have Bobby Lashley versus uh, Sami Zayn. Misty Dijonet. I have got? Sammy. Sammy. <laughs> yep. I don't care. I'm not I'm not picking that boring ass. <laughs> I'm not picking him. Mr. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? Uh, Admiral No Eyebrows, Bobby Lashley. All right. Miss Tatiana? Who you got? Uh, I have Bobby. All right. Magnum Prime? Lashley. Y'all just love to leave me out here hanging. That's fine. I don't care. That's good. That's good for you, though. You can only, stack only, up on only the points. Maybe. Only maybe. I'm going to join Miss Didi Jardin <gasps> and say Sammy. Yay. That way, if we're wrong, we're wrong together. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a runaway. <laughs> Our next match mm-hmm. is for the Intercontinental Championship. We oh. have Seth Rollins so versus Elias. <laughs> so, Didi Jonay, this is a hashtag Baywatch for you. Very much so. Very much so. So, we'll let you go first. Um, who you got? I I win no matter who wins, <laughs> you know? But God. really more for shits and giggles and to make Sam mad, I have Elias. Wait, who is it? You know who it is. No, who's the man? I'm still looking at this fucking picture. Okay, his his face is deformed. It's fine. Seth Rollins versus Elias. Uh, I was going to say my girlfriend, she likes both of them. Or she, she's in love with both of them. So. Smart girl. Mm-hmm. So she'd probably be over there like, just don't hit each other in the face. Keep it pretty. Uh, Can't mess I'm going to go with Seth. All right. Miss mm-hmm. Tatiana, who you got? I'm gonna go with Seth. All right, Magnum Prime. Champ retains. I'm gonna stick with Didi again because <sighs> it's time to walk with Elias. <laughs> hey, you can tell who really understands what WWE stands for. Mm-hmm. They don't get it. We get it, Don. Yeah, yeah. We understand. Come. For the WWE Championship, we're going to have a last man standing match between AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Magnum Prime, who you got? For the story to pay off the way it's being told, I have to go with AJ. Mm. I'd like to see Nakamura win, but storyline-wise, it makes sense that Styles win. All right. Miss Tatiana, who you got? I think that this story is going to go on a little bit longer than it has to. Oh, no. So, with that in mind, who'd you say? I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Oh, I said AJ. Okay. Oh, right. mm-hmm. Sam? AJ and who? Shinsuke. Uh. Like I said, I didn't watch any of this, so I'm just going to say AJ just because. All right. 
Miss Didi Jone? Are you thinking who I'm thinking? Um, who are you thinking? I'm thinking Nakamura. Hell yeah, friend! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he hasn't won anything yet. It's either been he lost or they both did double countouts or whatever. Like, at some point, there has to be something. And I, I don't know. I just, I have faith in Nakamura. Right. Me too. All right. So we move on to our women's money in the bank ladder match. The participants are Alana, uh. Natty, Alexa Bliss, Charlotte, Ember Moon, Becky Lynch, Naomi, and Sasha Banks. So, Miss Tatiana, we'll start with you again. Who do you got? Um. Oh, I've had such a difficult decision and back and forth with myself about this. But I think I'm going to double down on Becky Lynch. All right. <sighs> Samuel Kalunga, who do you I got? Keep picking, I keep picking Becky as like a dark horse in these things, and she never wins. But hopefully she'll come out the winner this time. So Becky Lynch. Okay. Magnum Prime, who do you got? This is really tough. Um, I'm going to go with Banks. Okay. Are you going to bank my... And Miss Didi Zone? I just had this vision of Lana winning and I cackled. <laughs> That's what that was? I thought you were having the beginnings Mass of an hysteria. asthma attack. No, I was thinking in my head, like, what if Aiden was like the new young chinless and helped her win? Oh, gosh. People would be pissed. Ooh, that would be funny if Lana came out with the win. No, I um. <laughs> She's like, okay, be serious. <laughs> I was like, let me let me be realistic about it. I, I'm gonna go ahead and pick Naomi just because I I always pick black people. What well, used to say, I'm rooting for everybody black. Right. It's, it's very that. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna if she doesn't break herself before she <laughs> gets to the end of the match. I'm going Sasha Banks. Okay. Do we want to do one bonus point for Raw versus SmackDown? Okay. You, it doesn't have to be the same as the person you picked. Oh, you think? Oh, just make like a. Uh, okay, yeah, go ahead. Just a general, like general. Okay, so you you kick it off. Who you think? I still I still think SmackDown. The winner will come from SmackDown, even if it's not Naomi. I think it's going to be Raw. Raw? Okay. Samuel? I don't care. Okay. So in that case, I'll just give you whoever loses. Yeah, you, no, you pick for me. How about that? Yeah, I'm going to pick whoever loses. Okay. <laughs> Damn right. Don't leave it to me. I'm a scammer. Greg? Uh, I'll go with SmackDown just to even my odds out. Smart man. And Tati? I'm going SmackDown. Alrighty. Perfect. Next up, the main event of the evening, uh, the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. <laughs> the participants are Jeopardy question answer here. Who is, 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 yeah. is going to catch these hands? <laughs> Samoa Joe, Kevin oh, Owens. I forgot he was in the match. Joe <laughs> Owens. Bobby Roode. The mm-hmm. b- aforementioned Braun Strowman, mm-hmm. The Miz, mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. Rusev Day. <laughs> Finn Balor. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. one member of the New Day. Yet to be determined. Ooh. Oh, I have another bonus game for us. Okay, so Sam has Braun. Are they gonna okay. have a ring are they gonna have a ringer join New Day? No, I doubt it. They're they're gonna be funny. They're they're gonna Mm. actually pick somebody. So, Greg, who you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with Samoa Joe. Okay. Tatiana, who you got? So my conflict has been choosing between Braun and the Miz. Hmm. And you know what? Just for S and G, I'm gonna go the Miz. I like it. All right, Miss Didi Jone. I think that um, I'm going to go with Finn Balor. We are mm. all over the place. Yes, you guys are. And uh, I'm gonna go with the third. Member, whoever's going to be of the new day. Hopefully, Biggie, fingers crossed. And that's my guess if that's the next game we're playing. Okay. For the bonus point. Okay. They're going to be two games. Same as last time. Is the winner from SmackDown or Raw? I say SmackDown this time. Raw. SmackDown. Sam says Raw. Greg, what do you say? Raw. Raw. Tati, what do you say? SmackDown. SmackDown. So since I said Balor, I'm going to say SmackDown. All right. The only question I have is, is Samoa Joe going to pop up during Roman's match and tell him about himself some more? <laughs> oh, for the love of God, please. He's like, he's like Roman, I didn't finish Y'all need to stop bullying Roman. Roman. It's not funny. Anymore. That dude has like, that dude has notes. He has like a note. note he is pushing. T- he's the pusher T of the WWE. Samoa Joe is festivist in human form. He's like, I've got grievances. <laughs> I've got grievances. Do you want to hear them? I have them all. All right, and then the the next game is who is the member from the New Day who will be in the match? Paige. That's that's rude. Oh boy. That's rude. Aww. That's up, up, down, so down. rude. That's <laughs> even worse. Is it? The name of the show. No. I wasn't no. Anything else. It's a double entendre. I would say I picked up what you put down, but even that's not okay. Oh, it's all okay. bad. It's all bad. <laughs> these are about these guys are my co-host. <laughs> I think it's going to be Big E. Hashtag okay. Big E for WWE champion. Okay. I think it's going to be Kofi? Because there aren't any other small men in the match except Finn. Yeah. Sure. Tati, who do you think? It's going to be Big E. Big E, okay. Greg? You you made a very good point about Kofi, but I do think it's going to be Big E. Okay. And Sam Mills? I, I, I don't agree with you much, but I, I do like the way you think here. It could be Kofi. Look at you. It's our annual time to agree with each other. <laughs> It happens every every fifth blue moon. Alright. So I figured out what happened to the homeboy. Apparently he tried to commit suicide and it didn't work out for him. 
he a shotgun to the face. I, that's what I felt. I felt that in my spirit. Mm. See, if you took the time to research that instead of researching what he was researching. Yeah, uh, for those who don't understand the digression, there's somebody on Twitter whose um, mugshot has been making the rounds. He's also into unsavory things like pornography of the illegal sort. But he has a face that not even a mother could love, and we were just trying to figure out how it came to be. Yeah, dude had like no mouth and no nose. And he had and, one of those tree ring things. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Interesting. And the eyes are offset, but let's not get into all that. You know, he's got his own thing going on. Yeah, so um, Sam, try to bring us back, some, back to the life with uh, some <laughs> Monday Night Raw. It looks like the comic strip Drabble. Have you ever seen Red Drabble? That's what this dude looks like. But anyway. Really what he looks like is a thing of silly putty that you put your thumb in and then just leave it there. Go go Google Drabble the comic book, the comic strip and you'll see what I mean. All right, but on to wrestling that matters and not malformed. What's the word? What do I want to call them? Rabble rousers? No, that's not a good no, word for not. it. That's not a good word for it. Anyway, Monday Night Raw. There we go. The Raw Money in the Bank participants are in the ring perched on ladders. Uh, Krangle comes down to cut a boring 20 minute promo. He talks. And Constable Corbin comes down to join Kurt. Now, Didi, what do you think of Mr. Corbin's haircut, Officer Corbin's haircut? A massive improvement, one. Two, I did not appreciate him talking about, now what will the internet wrestling community say? Now they ain't got nothing to complain about. First of all, you did yourself a favor. You didn't do me a favor. Like, let's get that straight. The person who benefited the most is you. It's your ass. So let's just start there. You and your wife should be happy. Don't worry about us. But anyway, a massive improvement, yes. His bait quotient went up. Through the, the roof. In the, oh the broadcast. It sure. was like what happened with Aiden English. It was like, what? Oh, hi. But then he's annoying, so it went away. But it worked for, in the interim. Uh, Alexa starts talking about still nursing an injury. Sasha wants to know which injury. Alexa finally decides that she's hurting in her shoulder. So she calls BS, and Alexa reminds her that she can hurt in more than one place. Like, that's possible. <laughs> uh, the women argue, the men argue. Bronner the Strowman says he's going to win and cash in on Brock Lesnar. And at that moment, Brock Lesnar was doing the Bobby Brown, you know, finger to the temple thing and saying, You can't cash in if you, if you don't appear on Raw. <laughs> uh, Everyone argues. Alexa screams and claims that Kevin Owens and Brian the Strowman sound like the real housewives of WWE. More uh, <laughs> occurs. Braun screams and says that on Sunday, somebody, anybody, is going to get these hands. I volunteer as tribute. Look at you. What? Huh? I said he said hands, but then I said, oh, never mind. I mean, those two, it can work. I'm sorry. It's not about. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. TMI. No, I'm sober, but TMI. Oh, okay. Y'all just didn't need to know that about me. Uh, One sheet. No, zero sheets. I'm I'm at like 0.25. It's just red wine. It's not, you know. That's just what I want to know. So hold on to y'all's hats right there. This This was a good match. What? Yeah. Did you, you complimented me? something? 
Yeah, yeah. the people so would have been great, but like the question of Ember and Sasha. Sasha almost gets blitzed to tap, but Nanny breaks it up and he's able to break. No, yeah, Nanny breaks it up. I don't know why they wrote that twice, but also injures herself in the process. Uh, Ember hit the eclipse on Nanny, but Alexa interferes. The two women are fighting on the outside. Alexa sends Ember into the steel steps. Nanny gets Alexa in a sharpshooter, and she gets her to tap out. Uh, let's see. Kevin Owens finds Finn Balor in the locker room. He offers him olives, which is symbolic, as he says, because it's like an olive branch. And, uh, he tries to get him to uh, you know, join up on his side for the match tonight. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre versus the Fashion Police. Dolph is a joke. Drew is a beast. Drew does most of the work while Dolph needs to clean up and get thin. However, he doesn't do the most talking post uh, Roman Reigns is interviewed by Dasha. He laments not being in Money in the Bank, and now he can cash in on Brock. He says that uh, Ginger earned an ass whooping. Ginger Mahal versus Roman Reigns. So Ginger says Roman will not be facing him tonight. He will be facing another great Indian, a fearless warrior who stands head and shoulders above the competition. <laughs> Roman's opponent will be the great thing. I mean, was Kali in town that anybody was supposed to think it was him? All right. Or was Sunil the only one who didn't know? Sunil <laughs> was like, yeah, come on out, Kali. Sunil <laughs> looks confused for a moment. He wants no part of Roman Reigns. Roman punches Ginger off the entry. Sunil begs off, tries to attack Roman. Roman hits the Superman punch. and then a spear. Immediately after the tree count, Ginger beats up Roman and hits his own position. He pulls Sunil out of the ring and the two head up the ramp. Sunil looking like he can't agree. Did you know at one point he just dropped them on the ramp? <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the end where he was like, Jinder was holding him up and then he like went to raise his arms up and then Sunil's lean just fell. Bloosh. He just like stayed there for a while. <laughs> uh, the B team versus Heath Slater and Rago. The B team get quick men and they celebrate. Matt and Bray pop up on the truck and graduate them. The lights go out and when they come up, the two are on stage. They do their spooky rope walk. Where he says, your insides are burning like the first stick. Well, I've read a lot of Greek mythology. You're doing that. Uh, you're going in and Speaking out of, of Greek mythology, you're sounding a lot like Poseidon at the moment. Yes, you are. How's that sound? Much better. So I don't remember reading about the sticks burning, but then again, it's not real, so it can be whatever it wants to be. Uh, they talk, and that's about it. Uh, the Drifter segment. He has a special guitar, and Seth Rollins teases destroying it, and then he does. That's pretty much what I need to know. Uh, uh, uh. The custom guitar was given to him by John Mayer because they're best friends. Good and also, hip hop yeah. artist John Mayer. Yeah. Oh yeah, all the according to Coach. According to, <laughs> was it Coach or was it Corey that said that? No, that was Coach. That was Coach. You said that was Coach's little corny ass. Jesus Christ! I've never heard him drop a hot sixteen, but. Yeah. Also, no, Elias let it be known that if you do CrossFit, you are automatically a tool. Uh huh. And I would say big facts, but my best friend does CrossFit. <laughs> okay. So Bobby Roode is backstage. KO tries to align himself with him the way he tried with Finn. So Ruby Riot versus Bailey. Now on their way to the on their way out there, the Riot Squad is in the back breaking things, pulling things, and kicking things. They're causing a riot. Okay. Or something. 
So Robert comes across none other than Robert Evans, of all people. Who's that? He's an indie wrestler. Uh, mm. from mostly R- He did a lot of ROH, did a lot of Shikara. Cool. Years ago. Uh, she sees his... Yeah, he, he works as like a writer, I think. Cool. He's a writer, you know. But anyway, she sees his tie, gets out some scissors, and cuts his tie, much to Robert's dismay. Uh, the match is fairly standard. Bailey is going for the kill, but the Riot Squad distracts her. Distracted. CDD, have you had your... <sighs> yes. Distracts her by standing on the apron. Ruby drives mm-hmm. with the hear the sound it's made. Uh-uh. Ruby drives Bailey's shoulder into the ring. It's a very cringy sound. Poseidon. Okay, what did you hear last? No, I heard you. It was just a little muffled. Okay, so yeah, she makes a very cringy sound when she hits the post. Uh, Liv and Zara hold Bailey while Ruby writes on her or something. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, she writes an R on her tummy. It was not the NWO paint, spray paint attack. How I remember those. Good times, good times. So Rhonda is backstage with Natty. She tries to give the former UFC champion some tips. Uh, so there's a meeting between Nia Snacks and Ronda Rousey. Nothing in note was said. Two ladies did tussle for a while and they did like an arm bar spot thing. Uh, no way Jose versus Kurt Hawkins. Jose gets in the ring and Hawkins is nowhere to be found. The referee starts the 10 count. One of the Congolese members attacks Jose from behind and it's Kurt Hawkins. Jose beats up Kurt Hawkins and pins him. What is his record name? That was a good track, Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> right. Was it 0 on 201? I think it's 201 or 202. Maybe mm-hmm. 201. So Rob Bobby mm-hmm. is from now backstage. They talk about Kevin Owens and how he's been trying to get them to, to hook up all night. Uh, Sammy Zane comes out and says that if Bobby Lashley was really in the military, he had no problem running an optical course and fill up Bobby and Marine. You're, you're underwater again, sir. Okay, thank you. Okay, so if Bobby Lashley really was in the military, he had no problem getting it off the court. And he set up for a beer to read. So Bobby comes out, comes out and says, he has nothing to prove, but if he, will, if he will shut him up, he'll do it. Bobby begins, showboats a bit, and Sammy attacks him and leaves him alone. So, so did you have some pointers here? Pointers? Did you have anything to say about the obstacle court? I know you had something. The fact that there was one? I mean, it didn't seem very... Securely built, but I mean, you know, it's none of my business. Uh, Just seemed a little flimsy. They're they're a little heavy for plywood and prayers, but (laughs) you know. Uh, Sami Zayn doing his best to get this over, and then at the very end, after he gave the (laughs) the kick to Bobby, when he just took the little Spider Man swing on the rope. That good swing. (laughs) That was the payoff. Not even the attack, the swing on the rope. Was definitely the payoff for that segment. I see. All right. So let's see here. Bobby Roode versus Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens versus Tim Brown. The three other men just had to take that Strowman to do the dragon. Hold on there, Aquaman. Start, Start that back over. The three men decide to take Strowman out together. At one point, Kevin Owens splashes onto Braun onto a table. Perfect. The match progresses. Strowman eventually comes back to life. He hobbles down to the ring, takes out Balor, takes out Rude, and Owens looks just absolutely petrified. 
Strowman gets in the ring, but Kevin Owens runs away. He slips and falls uh, near <laughs> the outside. Strowman grabs him, lays him out on the barricade. He notices that all the men are hanging out by the, by the barricade. He decides to go around the world and he shoulder tackles each man by their respective barricade. And the match rolled on. Owens introduces a ladder. He hits Braun with it a few times. But Braun eventually grabs Owens by the neck and chug slams him. Next, Braun power slams Owens onto the ladder that he brought in. He goes with a pin and we have the winner. And that was your Monday Night Raw. Now, this is actually a good match. So bookended by two good matches with a bunch of crap in between. If it didn't end with Elias's guitar getting smashed, <laughs> that part would have been good too, but I didn't like that guitar getting smashed. You did? No, I didn't. I don't like a sad Elias, so I wasn't a fan of it either. No. And Elias didn't have on a kimono this week, although the print of his shirt was nice. Is this like a Spider-Man meme situation when these two wrestle each other on Sunday? Listen, they do look like cousins real close cousins half brothers maybe somebody just had a thicker grandma or something but i'm a fan (laughs) i'm a big fan tatiana um what match are you looking forward to the most from the raw side of things or just in general for the uh, money in the bank not really a brand but um I guess I'm looking forward to the women's money in the bank match more than anything else. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. I the thing is, I, I've been falling asleep a lot in the middle <laughs> of Raw for like two months now. So I don't even have a dog in any fight come Sunday. Yeah, it's been sleep inducing here uh, for a lot of since WrestleMania. Uh, Monday Night Raw has so they haven't really been putting together their best efforts, but maybe that'll turn the corner here coming up here in July, leading into SummerSlam. So we'll have to see if the trend continues or if they are able to change course. So at this time, we're going to turn it over to Miss Didi Jonet for her SmackDown Matters report. Before we do, I'd like to say that I am out. Uh, Goodbye, Aquaman. She not hear any of that, or no, 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 I heard you. See, smartass. <laughs> anyway, I am out. Uh, shout out to Classic. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to our guest, and of course, as always, shout out to Lady Nikki. See you later. All right, Sam. Thanks for joining us, bud. Who is Lady Nikki? Is that his girlfriend or just a friend? I don't know. You have to ask him next time. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, SmackDown is in Memphis, Tennessee. Charlotte, Nebe, Becky, and Lana join Paige in the ring. Paige hypes up the Women's Money in the Bang match and says Raw has their best set to compete. And she had the best of SmackDown qualify for the match. And she doesn't care who wins as long as they bring the win back to her house. They're arguing. Charlotte says she's won almost everything and plans to win Money in the Bank. Becky says, no, she's going to win because she was the first SmackDown Women's Champion and she was the first one drafted to SmackDown. Um, Becky's sick of saying she was. And she says she will win, will cash in, and will be champion again. Becky says she'll beat Charlotte again. 
like she did last week. And that's where you go, what? Ooh. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. The double iconics arrive and mock the money in bank many in the bank competitors with Payne Awards doing some impressions. Billy Kay mocks Charlotte. Naomi cuts them off. The double iconics now make fun of Naomi and Lana. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville arrive. And of course that leads to a four-on-four four brawl. And of course that will lead to an eight-woman tag match later on tonight. I know that people may think they're annoying. Damn, the Iconics make every segment better when they come out there. Do they? Yeah, they do. Do they? I'm trying to figure out if I'm laughing with them or at them. At them. I'm not laughing at all. I'm just kind of just like, oh, you're there and you have funny accents. How nice. (laughs) We love an accent. Um, Any hoodle. After... Uh, the commercial break, Daniel Bryan and Shelton Benjamin have a match. Daniel Bryan counters the pay dirt and gets in the yes lock, but Shelton counters out and into the half crab. Daniel Bryan fights and counters into the knee, mar- knee bar and Benjamin taps. How did we like it? Did we care? Oh, it was awesome. Yes. If Do da- we want to see this happen more? Yeah. If Daniel Bryan's going to like be the... 10 minute wrestling machine match every week on SmackDown. Yeah, we can do that. Big fan. Oh, big cool. fan. Let him wrestle like, too bad Chad Gable's not on the show anymore. Let him wrestle Chad Gable next. Chad Gable needs a fashion rethink. The hair, mm-hmm. the bandana, the singlet. I mean, Baron Corbin cut his hair. I mean, you've already made one miracle happen. Listen, I work in the anointed time and not the appointed time. Because everybody knew he needed a haircut. <laughs> um, but backstage, Paige meets with Asuka, and Asuka says she wants Carmella tonight. Paige says that she'll add them to tonight's women's tag match. That makes it like five on five at this point. Paige meets with Miz, who is practicing Miz Fu in a rough outfit. He wants to ref the Joe versus Rusev match tonight, but Paige knows what he's trying to do. Miz is offended by these accusations, and she tells him to, what? Shut up. Because when her hand goes up, his mouth goes shut. But she ends up making him the ref anyway. So Paige is doing that thing, you know, that, I mean, no shade, that, like, Caucasian mothers do where she's like, I didn't say that. I make the rules. And then they do what the the child wants anyway. It's very that with Paige. (laughs) It's, it's, yeah. Who told you you could get McDonald's? Okay, let's go get McDonald's. It's very that. But it's all right. Show mature. Uh, next, we have an interview with Jerry Lawler and AJ Styles. Uh, he brings out AJ for a top of the stage interview. Uh, Jerry talks about AJ slapping Nakamura last week during the contract signing. AJ admits he lost his cool and apologizes for what? Not knocking Nakamura's head off. Ooh. Second time tonight. This is rough stuff. And this is the uh, the house that Didi Jonet uh, built. Thank you. Thank you. Like I said on Twitter, if you weren't around for when SmackDown was on Thursday nights competing against Scandal, you don't get to say you built nothing. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. Bloop. Okay. Thank you. Bloop. Yes. Yes. So the house that I built, but he rents. That's fine. If Nakamura continues to act like a child, AJ will act like a man. The last man standing. He says he will walk in the champion and leave the champion. And I mean, I guess he might, but that's just so boring. Yeah, it was a quick 
to the point type of interview. Yeah, I just. I just want to see Nakamura win. He's got the right attitude to be a winner because he's he's trash, but it's so fun. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you're awful, and all of it's amusing. That's what you need on a winner. It's not as fun when they like perennially lose. Like it's, it loses some of its charm. That's all I'm saying. Next is Samoa Joe versus Rusev again. Miz is the guest referee. Joe avoids the big kick and looks for the Coquina clutch. Aiden distracts the ref and we get a ref bump Miz is back up after Joe hits an ST Joe but Miz won't count so then Joe attacks the Miz which allows Rusev to take out Joe with the Machka kick and he picks up the win post match Rusev lays out Joe with the ladder but then Miz lays out Rusev with the skull crushing finale then Miz climbs the ladder and grabs the briefcase ooh good shit Miz opens the briefcase to find what? pancakes (laughs) they just they think these things through so you see new day laughing their asses off backstage because who thinks to put pancakes did you see kofi (laughs) and xavier in the same shirt Mm -mm. they were in like a quadruple or like a 5x and they were both in the same shirt like side by side or one in front of the other no side by side i don't know Yes, you didn't see it? Oh my god. That's fun. There's just a fun time. Mm -hmm. Oh man, if you go to a live event, if you go to like a TV event for sure, that entrance is super lit. Mm. See, when I went to my one we'll see, when I went to my one last show a couple years ago, I was in the nosebleeds. I wouldn't have seen much of nothing. But actually, when I went, they still had um, Pyro, so that was cool. Pyro's loud, though. They don't tell you that. (laughs) Until you fucking heart jumps out of your chest the first time it goes off. I got a nervous spirit anyway, and I got sensitive ears. Oh, Pyro was awful for me. Probably was sitting up there looking like a damn war vet, jumping and shit. Fucking PTSD from Pyro. It's embarrassing. Anyway. Uh, one more match. Shinsuke versus the U.S. champion Jeff Hardy. Nakamura hits knee strikes in the corner, but Jeff hits a twist of fate and heads up top. The swanton connects, but Jeff is old, so he's favoring his back and is slow to cover. Jeff does cover, hit gets a two. He looks to finish things, but Nakamura low blows him. Because who cares about this match? He already has a match on the pay-per-view. So he gets the DQ. He doesn't care. He hits the Kinshasa. He counts to 10, which sends a message to AJ Styles. How do we feel about the the low blows being a storyline? I had almost forgot about the low blow. To tell you the truth, he hadn't done it in a couple of weeks. And then they brought it back this week and was like, oh, Mm -hmm. here we go with those again. Yeah, I think it's shadowing that that will happen on Sunday. Oh, for sure. Maybe a few times. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, anything goes. So, I mean, he gives him a low blow and he can't get up for the den count. I mean, that's just as good as a Kinshasa. You low blow and then hit a Kinshasa. And then low blow again. Just being cruel now, Didi. Goodness. I'm just, listen, if you haven't won a cup yet, it's your own fault. <laughs> Tati, what do you think about this match? Um, I think it will be probably a top Five match of the night 
maybe three. Um, and I think it will be a good time. You have any predictions? You think that there's going to be like a, you know, low blow fest? You think it's going to be like a five star classic? You think it's going to be, you know, it, I hate that it has to be a low blow, but a low blow like that's the secondary star of this show, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, I hate it, but I think it will play a large role in how this match ends. And I actually think that AJ will be on the uh, giving end of that low blow. Yeah, there, that's some good booking. AJ hits the low blow on Nakamura and he can't get up for the 10 count. That, that's in my mind how I see it playing out. Okay. Oh. I forgot there was a distraction finish somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> Carmella isn't concerned about Oscar. Charlotte beat Oscar. And then Carmella beat Charlotte twice. So no one in Money in the Bank concerns her. And she says that Oscar should be afraid of her because she is money. Then Renee interviews Carmella's ex-boyfriend, Big Cass. He cuts her off and takes over. Cass talks about doing an appearance at the fair. He made 25 large and then he left. If you didn't make 25 large and then go get funnel cake, I don't feel like you're living life correctly, but that's your business. None of mine. He said he stole the height requirement sign so that he can make fun of Daniel Bryan for being small. As somebody who is vertically challenged, I don't think I like his attitude. Everybody can't have a pituitary malfunction and be tall. So like, don't be disrespectful. That's just my thing. I don't know. Maybe you people are regular height. I've got a complex. Oh, I'm actually super short. Gang, gang, gang. I, I don't <laughs> like it when tall people... <laughs> I don't like it when tall people got things to say. Like, you ain't special just because your jeans is out of whack and you tall. Ain't nobody supposed to be 6'10 on purpose. It's complete ableism. I don't yes. think I'm bullied for being short. Exactly. And plus, also, Big Cass is too tall for shit. My brother is only 6'6". Again, he stole some of my height. I won't get into it. He's 6'6", and he rode a roller coaster. I didn't get on it because I know better. And I'm looking at the, you know, the warning signs that nobody ever fucking reads and say, like, don't get on it if you're real fat. Don't get on it if you got heart palpitations. Don't get on it if you're pregnant. It said don't get on it if you're over 6'4". So basically, Big Cass is too tall for shit. So he's deformed. (laughs) Okay? So don't go making fun of short people when you too tall for life. Yeah, I sit up there and duck through alleyways. You can't stand up straight on the metro. Who are you making fun of right now? Like, I might have a complex about this. It might be a little personal for me. <laughs> I realize I'm going a little deeper than I anticipated. I'm just saying. Shit ain't sweet. And Daniel Bryan ain't that damn short. Or is he? I have to look it up. Anyway, the last match of the night is the five, the ten woman tag match. So you've got Oscar, Charlotte, Naomi, Becky, and Lana. Because Lana's a good girl now. Again, they're completely disregarding the fact that Naomi and Lana just fought. But that's fine. Because it's those girls against the upstarts. Carmella, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville. Carmella tags in and Oscar clears the ring. And Charlotte hits a moonsault to the floor onto the double iconics. Naomi takes out Sonya Deville. Carmella runs in and super kicks Oscar and gets a two as Lana makes the save. However... Oscar applies the Oscar lock 
hug him to Carmella, and Carmella taps. And that is how SmackDown ends for the week. I really enjoyed this episode of SmackDown. Yeah. Like, I have, like, really a lot of the episodes of SmackDown compared to Raw. Uh, I'm sorry. Team Blue. All day. (laughs) Uh, And they gave the ladies some time at the end, so that was cool. Yeah, I do always like it when they give um give the women the main event, just because that used to so rarely happen, and now it kind of just happens. Pretty like it's it's not even like a moment. Like you remember when it used to be a moment? Like gasp, but the women are main eventing now. It's just like yeah, mm-hmm. they, they got the last match of the night. No big deal. Yeah, a lot of times they've had spots where they deserve to be the last part of the show. They were good enough to be, and they just didn't get put there. Hmm. So, good deal, good deal. So, like we said, this Sunday, please join us, um, 7 p.m., hashtag MoneyCastHoes, as we'll be live-tweeting Money in the Bank. So, at this time, we just want to say that this episode of the WrestleCast is being sponsored by Amazon.com. Please go over to Amazon.com, buy things as you normally would, but go through CSPN.us. Go through CSPN.us, click on the tab that says Menu, and then scroll down to where it says Keep the Podcast Free. Once you click on that tab, click on that very first tab that takes you to Amazon. Do your shopping as you normally would. Some of your purchase will come back here to the CSPN to help keep the WrestleCast free of charge each and every week. So, Amazon through CSPN.us. Do it today. So, Dee Dee, mm-hmm. our guilty pleasure came back this week. Yeah, it did. Lucha Underground. Now, Tati, do you watch Lucha Underground? I do not. So I'm interested to hear about it. Oh my God. It is, first of all, it's only one hour. So the investment is so different from a Raw. Like, you don't have time to be bored on Lucha Underground. They give you storyline, they give you supernatural, they give you, they give you Dario and a fucked up wig, but that's fine. <laughs> So we get a recap of everything that happened in season three. And of course, uh, if the recap ends with Pentagon Jr. winning the belt and Dario Cueto got shot in his office. Mm-hmm. So by the we, black man. Yes. Uh, Agent Winters is his name. Winter, excuse me. So we pick up this season um, and we're at Dario's funeral. And the only person who's there is the <laughs> dude who killed him. Agent Winter. Uh, and then walks in Anthony Cueto. This is Dario's father. Dario's father, Anthony, has now been put in charge of Lucha Underground. But Agent Winter tells him he has to leave Boyle Heights and start a new temple. Antonio says he doesn't plan to make the mistakes of his son. And then we discover that Antonio was the one who put the hit out on Dario because Dario was weak. Antonio then reaches in the casket and takes the key from around Dario's neck so then he can unleash his other son, which of which is, of course, the monster, Matanza. Uh. So, um, what do you think about this little opening? I stand. But <laughs> for Tati and for the people who haven't seen it... <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so Lucha Underground has a storyline and then it has the wrestling. And then they intermingle. So in the storyline, Dario Cueto is played by a real-life actor. He's not a wrestler, I don't think. He's just an actor. 
the problem is Dario's father is played by the exact same dude. <laughs> Just with a really ugly white wig, one contact to look like he got cataracts, and maybe his real beard or maybe a a lace front beard. Yeah, maybe a lace front beard and like a limp and a cane. Yes, it is. I cackled because that is like, really, nigga? But it's always so funny. It was so funny. I didn't help a lot. So this sounds like my type of carry in one. People getting shot and stuff. Oh, the shenanigans are high with this one. It's oh, amazing. that's my type of carrying on. Sign oh. me up. Oh yeah, they got like supernatural. They got like gods and stuff. They got they got all kinds of stuff. They got they got like a chick who's like a hundred and like fifty years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did, did we talk about where they said, "Oh, you can't be in Boyle Heights no more"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the dude was like, "It doesn't here. It can be anywhere. Right. The temple is the seal. The temple is not the building." Right. And I was like, "Oh, we supernatural out this hell." Yeah. So he got like a he said some type of like old beer plant or something is where they were gonna have the new temple. So the temp- the old temple was better aesthetically. Oh it's yeah, okay. for sure, for sure. It's fine. So we get to the new temple, and there. It's none other than my boo, Melissa Santos, looking like she's about three months pregnant in the face. She was pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Okay. So we're having a moment of silence and the 10 bell salute for Dario Cueto when <laughs> Antonio interrupts and mocks the crowd. Antonio introduces himself to the crowd and welcomes us to his temple and then he gets in the ring and topples over the picture of Dario. He said, fuck that nigga like it ain't his baby. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was like every soap opera slash telenovela you have ever seen. I was on the floor. Antonio says, we may see a new champion tonight as Pentagon will defend the title in the match that he created, not Dario, Aztec Warfare. So, Aztec Warfare for the Lucha Underground Championship. Basically, uh-huh. it's a 20-man match, kind of like the Royal Rumble, where guys uh-huh. come in every minute. But instead of getting thrown over the top rope to get eliminated, you can only be eliminated from pinfalls and submissions. So, kill shot in the mat. They start us off. However, AR Fox, he's missing in action. So Antonio decides whoever enters at number three is their new partner and becomes a member of the trio's champion. So number three is Son of Havoc. So they ring the bell and we start the match. So basically we have a three-way to start. Uh, Number four was Joey Ryan. Then we got number five, Mr. Spectacular. Didi Jone, your thoughts? He's pretty. Mm, Is he a member of the Baywatch? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because even though he has all those muscles, Tati, you know how like some of the men have too many muscles and then the veins start popping out and it just looks incorrect? Yeah, they look like a balloon. Like if they move the wrong way, they're just going to explode. Exactly. Well, Mr. Pectacular isn't like that. He got a shit ton of muscles, but for whatever reason, they kind of just look like he'd be in the gym. Like it just looked good on him. His face is still soft. Like apparently he's not on steroids or if he is, they haven't affected him too badly yet. I, I'm not saying he. It's it's just an observation. He's pretty, is what I'm saying, but not in like a like a K-pop way, like in a manly <laughs> way. Right, right. Yeah, I liked spectacular. 
at number six, mm-hmm. we had the champion, Pentagon. Number seven, Tommy Dreamer. I stand. I, I went a little crazy. The innovator of violence. At uh, number nine, we had Vinny Massaro. And Vinny Massaro has a pizza delivered during his entrance. <laughs> and then he stiffed the pizza delivery guy. That was pretty funny. Did he? Yes. He did. <laughs> uh, number 10 was Hernandez. He's back. Number 11, everybody's favorite, Johnny Mundo. He's another pretty one. <laughs> <laughs> number 12 was supposed to be Angelico, but he doesn't arrive. So Ricky Mundo takes his spot. Uh, Johnny Mundo is Ricky Mundo's idol. So he even adopted his name, DD. I saw you had some questions. So, so Ricky Mundo is like Stan from Eminem's song. Right. Yeah. Right. He's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> Number 13 was Ray Phoenix or Phoenix in this case. And uh, Phoenix was in the ring on the screen for like a minute and did like some quadruple jump moonsault outside of the <laughs> ring like holy shit uh, number 14 Jeremiah Crane and his crazy ass uh, number 15 was Mil Mertis and more importantly Katrina oh my goodness mm. I think she gets finer every season <laughs> I-, I need Sam here to talk to talk me to talk with me through this he, he has appreciation uh, number 16 was DACA. Number 17, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Number 18, King Cuerno. Number 19, Dragon Azteca Jr. And number 20, everybody's favorite creep, Marty the Moth. Yo, Marty the Moth is like real life creepy. At least he wasn't trying to mess with Melissa this time, though. Well, she's pregnant. Even if she's not pregnant in in storyline, she needs to be safe and away from Marty. <laughs> so Marty, Chavo, Cuerno, Dragon Azteca, and Pentagon are the final ones left. Chavo cuts off Dragon Azteca with the chair shot, but Cuerno cuts off Chavo and Frog Splashes Dragon Azteca for the elimination. Pentagon then lays out Marty and then attacks Cuerno. Cuerno catches him with a knee strike and Chavo cuts off the thrill of the hunt. Chavo hits a gory bomb and eliminates Cuerno. Pentagon attacks with super kicks and then he eliminates Chavo. So we're down to Pentagon and Marty. Yes, so ma'am. go back to Chavo for a minute. He has more muscles now, yes? Probably. He has more time to work out and stuff. Because I don't remember him ever being that big in WWE or WCW. <laughs> so uh, Marty and Pentagon are the last two. Pentagon lights up Marty with chops and then a vicious super kick. Marty fires back with a bicycle kick and he covers for two. Marty follows with a curb stomp for two. Pentagon hits the backstabber and then that gets a two count. Pentagon fires up with kicks and Marty bites him and then he hits a double underhook DDT and almost gets the win. <laughs> Pentagon hits a desperation super kick and then he hits a destroyer. The package power driver follows and Pentagon Jr. gets the win. And just for good measure, Pentagon breaks Marty's arm to complete the evening. It's what he deserves. Pretty much. Marty is problematic. (laughs) So then Antonio arrives and congratulates Pentagon. 
He says Dario would likely have made him defend the title again right away. But he's a better promoter. So next week, Pentagon must defend the title against Matanza Cueto. So that should be pretty good. So what do you think, Didi? I'm just happy it's back. Yes. I I have this problem where, okay, everything goes back to K-pop because I'm into K-pop now. But all of them look alike until they don't, right? You have to you have to pay attention. You have to find the differences. Well, I haven't seen Lucha Underground in I don't know what like six eight months, right? Mm-hmm. And so to jump into a twenty man match and there's like King Cuerno, there's Son of Havoc, there's Matanza, there's Pentagon Junior, Pentagon Dark, there's Dante Fox, there's some other dude with some other little weird like they all look alike. <laughs> They all have on Lucha masks, and the five who don't, they all look different. But I already know who Johnny Mundo is. Who these other seven people? I'm, I don't know who these people are. I will just be honest. I don't know who they are. I don't remember. I don't remember the context. I don't remember how they're with that person. I don't remember. All I know is Marty the Ma, the little snake bitch, Vibora, because that nigga is creepy as hell. That's the other thing I will say. Lucha underground masks are like well thought out. Like they went to people, they weren't just like, oh, let me just go to Party City and get a mask. Like they put money into the mask, and it's creepy as hell. Cause Vibora makes me uncomfortable. I don't like looking at him. <laughs> but like, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> it's what I'm getting at. I don't know who I'm looking at. So it's so hard for me to like, especially now that Ricochet is gone. Now that Ricochet is gone, I don't know who I like no more, other than Johnny Mundo. Mm-hmm. I just I just pick whatever one has like shiny pecs at the moment. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they, I think that's the reason why they did that match that way was to kind of reintroduce you to everybody, so you could at least see a little bit of everybody before we get into the big storylines of the season. Which, which makes sense if I remembered what happened last year. Like I remember Ricochet had the big match with the other dude, but was that dude Dante Fox or was that some other black person? I don't remember. So like. I'm missing the building blocks. And they, what they didn't do, what they did last season, they played like the last two episodes and then they went into season three. This season, they were, they had some like Sylvester Stallone movie oh, yeah, they had before over- season four started. They didn't do a recap. Yeah, they had over the top on. I watched the end of it. <laughs> oh, that movie's got Terry Funk in it. That's a Sylvester Stallone classic. Is it a Sylvester Stallone classic? Yes, yes. He's like as a, good as or better than Rocky? Oh no, it's not better than Rocky. He's a, like an arm wrestling champion or something, arm wrestling competitor. He's a competitor. Yeah, he's trying to bond with his son. His his snitty ass son who was like in a private school or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. He had a he had a, a blazer on, so that's how you know he was a snooty little ass. Right. Uh this was this was one of the first movies that was on HBO when we first got cable. So mm. yeah, I've seen this movie like probably like fifteen times. Say word. I've never seen it. All I saw was like the last 45 minutes or an hour. And I was just like, I... okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like they made a whole movie about arm wrestling. And I guess I shouldn't be surprised because I did watch Dodgeball. And I do <laughs> love Dodgeball. And you gotta remember, this was like the 80s. It was like 88. Yeah. <laughs> when we had no entertainment. <laughs> so why, why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. But then it was like the prize was $50,000. I'm like, $50,000 was a shit ton of money back then. 
That's a shit it's ton 50, of money 000, right Because it's a lot now. So you talking 30 years ago? Yeah. That's enough to change your life. Yeah, it's probably at least probably worth about 65000 right now. Gotta be, at today's least. Today's money, yeah. Yeah. So, Tatiana, do you watch NXT? Of course I watch NXT. All right. The best thing coming out of the WWE right now. That's Big it. facts. That's Big this facts. is a woman after my own heart right here. <laughs> Now, see, we're going to have to start off with the War Raiders. They start off the show versus Justin Storm and Ricky Martinez. The War Raiders get the easy victory with the fallout. Post-match, the War Raiders cut a promo, dropping a few mighty references, teasing a feud with TM61. The War Raiders then kill one of the jobbers with Thor's hammer. They literally almost killed this dude because what it is is they one dude does like the pop-up, like Kevin Owens does the pop-up for the um, power bomb. Uh-huh. And then the other dude catches him and does like a power slam. Well, they did the pop up, but the catch for the power slam was a little late, and the dude was like a centimeter from landing straight down on his head. Oh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good at all. So we see the undisputed era. They're talking, and O'Reilly's warming up for tonight's main event. Cole chases the cameraman away. Are you a New Japan fan, uh, Tati? Um. You know, not the biggest fan, but I definitely watch. So have have you ever seen the War Raiders before? Or the yeah. War Machine? Okay, cool. So then we get an awesome video package for Saturdays, Gargano versus Chiampa rematch. Then we get EC3 versus Cassius Ono. EC3 takes a powder and Ono follows him to the outside. Ono hits a couple of centons on the floor. Back in the ring, EC3 cuts Ono off, and he hits the TKO, and EC3 gets the win. Then, the highlight of the whole night, Bianca Belair versus Aaliyah. Uh, uh, uh. Aaliyah dances and talks some shit, so Belair lays her out with a forearm. Aaliyah tries to fight back, and Belair just runs her over. <laughs> Binky follows up with a corner spear, but Aaliyah gets a guillotine. Binky quickly suplexes out of this and then hits a running frog splash. Binky then hits the press slam into Snake Eyes. Binky then hits the torture rack into a face buster and gets the win. Bianca Belair could be like the all-time greatest female wrestler ever in the world to ever wrestle in the United States. She's so good. Oh my god. Yes, she's that good. Did you happen to watch this, DD? Oh yes, so I saw her yeah. like jump over her, hit a backflip, and then like run like bitch was a sprinter into the corner and fuck her up. I was like, in oh. blue lipstick. I was like, yes, come through. She has what I saw in Sasha Banks when I first started watching NXT times like five. Like Sasha Banks was just starting to get her her like character down right when she got called up there towards the end and started having those matches with Bailey like she just got it now Bianca Belair's got it she already knows what she is and now they just like giving her the chance to to be out front so mm-hmm. I, I loved it this was really good what do you think Tati? oh absolutely I agree with everything you said she is definitely the one not the two or the three um, she just has this charisma about her that every time I see her on screen I get excited 
and I'm looking forward to her future. Yeah, I can't I can't wait till she, you know, gets a real 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 chance to get into some high profile matches cuz she's going to deliver. Uh we get a good Shayna yeah, Baszler. I'm... Oh, excuse me. Absolutely. Okay. Uh Shayna Baszler and Nikki Cross, we get the video package for those two. Didi, I can't wait for you to hopefully you get to uh watch the takeover this Saturday or you know, Sunday, whenever you get a chance. I don't um, know if you got some if, outside if, activities going on this weekend. <laughs> if if the chairman's password still works, oh. I should be able to okay. partake. Because well, I do watch takeover. I do watch just, takeovers when they happen. And just hit me up if you have issues. But um I on, will. On this well, particular you know, one, I used to I, I, I don't know if I'll be home on Saturday. Right. I know. So it might be a little difficult. You you are single out here in these streets. Well, first of all, that's because I have old lady gang business, not thought bobbing business. Because oh, okay. if I had activity to be a thought, I would tell you happily. But that's <laughs> not what that's not what it is. I got old lady gang business with them too. I just want you to see when Nikki Cross was whooping her ass. And I know that's, that's all I want to see the, in the video package. I do need to take the time either today or tomorrow to go on and next go on and check it out because anybody beating Shayna Baszler's ass is somebody. I need to give all praises too because fuck that bitch. So I I need to give them my views so that they can understand shit ain't sweet out here. Kathy Kelly, she's interviewing Dakota Guy. That's not a real name. Uh, no, probably not. Kathy Kelly. Is she related to Kelly Kelly? Or Kevin Kelly. Or Kevin Kelly. Let's let's Google it. <laughs> Kathy Kelly. So Dakota Kai is proud of her effort against Shayna Baszler and feels that if she gets another chance, she may be able to win. That's when Bianca Belair arrives. And she says she's heard enough of this shit. She's like, why y'all interviewing this chick? Didn't y'all just see what I just did? She says that Dakota Kai won't do anything about the interruption and tells Dakota Kai to fall in line and go back to crying and failing. Dakota Kai challenges Bianca to a match for next week. So, I was feeling everything about this. I was like, okay, take your interview time, boo. I am confused because Kathy Kelly's real name is Catherine Kelly. (laughs) 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 I don't know what to do with this information. Oh, that's weird. Okay, anyway. Lots of things that matter. UK championship between Pete Dunne and Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly hits a knee strike followed by an axe kick, but Dunne hits an enziguri. Pete Dunne then flattens O'Reilly with a forearm strike and Dunne attacks the hand, but O'Reilly fires back with strikes and takes control. O'Reilly takes out Pete Dunne's mouthpiece, but Dunne lights him up with the forearm and hits the bitter end for the win. Post-match, the Undisputed Era arrive and attack Pete Dunne. That brings out Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan, who end up clearing the ring and standing tall. Uh, this was one hell of a match for a television show. This could have been a takeover match. This could have been the opening match of a pay-per-view. This shit right here was so good. Oh my goodness. I forgot how much I like to watch Kyle O'Reilly wrestle. Man, him and Pete Dunn, they got down. This was a hell of a match. Tatiana, your thoughts? Um, it was a great match. I had to 
step away in the middle of it for like work reasons. Mm. Um, but then I caught the tail end and I was, I had to make sure I put it on my to-do list to go back and rewatch the whole thing uninterrupted. Yes. Yes. This is a, this was a, a high, high, high caliber match for where it was placed in, you know, the episode that it was on. So our final segment, we get Alistair Black. He arrives to close out the show. Black says that Lars may have caught Black Mass, but at TakeOver, Lars will feel his wrath and fade to Black. Lars takes issue with this, and he arrives. He rushes the ring, and Alistair Black fires away with strikes and gets the big monster down to a knee. This only pisses Lars off, and he lays out Alistair with three freak accidents to stand tall. Lars then takes the NXT champion over his shoulder, puts him on top of the announce table, then he stands on top of the announce desk with the title and poses over Aleister Black and says that he will be the champion who fates the Black at NXT TakeOver. So, that was a very good episode of TakeOver. Like I said, Bianca Belair was the star. And the uh, match between Pete Dunne and Kyle O'Reilly definitely one that y'all should check out. Spend like 12 minutes of your day watching that and i promise you you will not be disappointed so our final piece of business here on this episode of the wrestlecast is to preview the hashtag shycast takeover as we're going to have nxt takeover from chicago this saturday night at 8 p.m so we're going to start off with ricochet versus velveteen dream <laughs> Now, this match probably will be the best match of the whole weekend. I think this will be the match everybody will be talking about because these two are probably going to do some of the most craziest, death-defying. If Velveteen Dream already said anything that Ricochet can do, he can do better. So, lots of flippy doos and oh my God. So, I, I can't wait for that match. I'm looking so forward to that. NXT Tag Team Championship match. We have the Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and um, Roderick Strong. They're going up against Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Uh, this has a chance to be like a sleeper match of the night. Uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch are really good, and O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, uh, they should, you know, have some really good tag team stuff together too. So I'm looking for that match to actually be one of the sneaky matches of the night. Shayna Baszler versus Nikki Cross. I don't know uh, how this is going to play out, but uh, hopefully, you know, Nikki gives her a good run and, and Shayna can prove herself that she's worthy of being the champion. The NXT Championship match, Aleister Black versus Lars Sullivan. Uh, Lars Sullivan getting his first really, like, high-profile singles match. So it'll be interesting to see how long it goes and uh, if Aleister Black can prevail in his, uh, you know, first title defense. And then... The match of all matches, the Chicago street fight, Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, basically, one year ago, we were right here, <laughs> and this is where it all happened, and we're back. So I can't wait. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to strap in and go for the ride because uh, Tommaso Ciampa is the best heel in wrestling. And it's a street fight, so that means that he can do dastardly things. And uh, I believe he's got something dastardly up his sleeve playing for Johnny. So we'll see how that all plays out on Saturday night at 8 o'clock. Again, join us 
and our live tweet at uh, hashtag shycast takeover. So at this point, we're going to open it up to our guest for her shout outs and thank yous. I want to thank you guys for having me on, first and foremost. Um, who do I have the shout out? No one really. Shout out to Finn <laughs> Baylor's abs. Big facts. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to that. And that's it. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Miss Didi Zone, your shout outs and thank yous. Um, shout out to Mel because Mel always gets shout outs and um she's going through some things right now. So definitely shout out to her. We love you. Um, shout out to Chairman, because Chairman always gets shout out. Shout out to Sam, Greg, shout out to one of my children. They told me their sixteenth birthday is this weekend. And I, what I really enjoyed about it was the invitation said gifts, cash. <laughs> and I was like, get right to the point, Nisi. Yes, I'm not mad. So um, shout out to her. Because I listened to, I forget where I heard you. Maybe it was Jaden XD. You gotta, and you were you, talking you, about you, wrestling. You broke up because I think I'm you sorry. dropped the phone or something. So repeat the person again. I didn't. Um, Tatiana. Yeah, because I think I heard you on JNXD and you were talking about wrestling, and I was like, "Oh shit, she really knows about wrestling." And oh, yeah. I usually come over their show and just talk about wrestling. They all sit there like, "Okay, girl." And yes, you were talking to them, and they were like, "Mm-hmm," like they didn't get it. But I was like, "Yes," and yes, yes, yes. I was like, "I know exactly what you're talking about." So I think that's when I started following you. So. Uh, Donald don't tell me nothing. I don't ask him anything. So when he was like, Tatiana's on, I was like, okay, cool. I don't, I don't know who that is. But then I like started listening to you and I was like, oh shit, it's her. So I'm really <laughs> glad we got a chance to talk. And I'm so happy that you were on the show. So definitely shout out to you. Um, shout out to um, Don for still being the best producer ever. And I think that's it. Yeah. And shout out to this wine. And then that's it. <laughs> Shout oh, wait, out. and shout out to these booties who are about to kill me, but yeah. <laughs> shout out to Sam and Greg for joining us earlier. Shout out to our special guest, Tatiana. Shout out to my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Ms. Didi Zonet. Shout out to the chairman. Shout out to all the podcasters here on the CSPN. Shout out to Mel, because Mel always gets shout outs. And like I said, join us this weekend. Hashtag say no to pre-shows. Hashtag money cast holes on Sunday. Hashtag ShyCast Takeover on Saturday, Sunday again, 7 p.m., Saturday, 8 p.m. So please join us on Twitter and share your commentary with color. Uh, we'll be there and hopefully you will be too. And uh, for all you New Japan fans, brand new cast of uh, Strong Style is out. Search the What We're Watching hashtag to view the final three matches from Dominion. The IWGP Junior Heavyweight title match between Will Ospreay and Takahashi uh, is fantastic. Chris Jericho versus Naito. And then uh, maybe the only ever seven-star match in the history of matches. Two out of three falls. Okada versus Kenny Omega, no time limit. So Not, not to interrupt. What is a seven star match? Is it seven out of seven, seven out of ten? It's like five stars, and then you just add two more stars because you've never seen anything quite this oh. good before. Yeah. Cool. 
Yeah, this this was this this match literally was like, I'm not crying. You're crying. Really? Yes. And if I go on the what we are watching hashtag, I can watch this one. Yes, but you need. And plus also Chris Jericho. Yes, but you need an hour and five minutes to watch that one, though. An hour and five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're going to spend some time watching that that main event. But yeah, you can watch Chris Jericho uh, dress up like Clockwork Orange coming to the ring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely with, the, with the eyeball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Dominion was an awesome show. Uh, me and Anwar Starwin, we debate whether it was the best pay-per-view ever. But, yeah, that's all on the brand new Cast of Strong Style, so please check that out. Um, so, New Japan fans, we got that up for you. Quick, fast, didn't make you wait this time because the show was so good. So, check those out. So, for my guests, Tatiana and Didi Jone and Sam and Greg, I'm Don DeLorente. Now, stay tuned for the parting promo. Cast this Sunday. I'll take it from here, Renee. WWE Universe, let me tell you a little bit about my day. I made a rare appearance at the Memphis County Fair. They paid me about 25 large to show my face for the opening of their brand new roller coaster. So I pretended to smile, I took some pictures, and then I took my money. But I also took a little souvenir. The height requirement for the brand new Crazy Clown Coaster. Now, I thought a day at the fair would be perfect for the entire SmackDown Live roster to bond. We could go on rides, we, we, we could eat popcorn, we could just let loose for a little bit. But unfortunately, one member of the SmackDown Live locker room doesn't meet the height requirement for the ride. And that person is Daniel Bryan. I said last week that a good big man will always beat a good little man. And that's exactly what's going to happen at Money in the Bank. And the match between myself and Daniel Bryan, it won't be a roller coaster ride. It won't be bumper cars. It won't be the Ferris wheel. It'll be a free fall drop. Because if Daniel Bryan, even for one second, tries to come up to my level... He's going to come crashing right back down. Good morning, 